What's up, everyone? Welcome back to the Swanky Disc Golf Show. I'm your host, Luke. I'm joined today by co-hosts Josiah and Nick. Reed has the flu. R.I.P. Reed. Prayers for Reed. Uh, if you guys are listening online, you will notice that there's nothing to notice. There's nothing different. If you guys are watching uh, on YouTube, you're watching on YouTube. This is our first <laughs> week of uh, doing some video. We're gonna, we want to be posting this podcast. For those of you who don't know, when the Pro Tour season starts up, this is a weekly podcast, uh, and we want to make sure we're getting it out to our YouTube viewers. Uh, so first off, huge shout-out shout to our audio-only listeners. Appreciate you guys so much. And now if you want to watch... Uh, my beautiful face. <laughs> you can watch it on YouTube. So this week, we are talking everything off-season. We're going to update you guys. If you missed anything, this is the show for you. Um, and we're going to start off Player of the Year. It's time to put Player of the Year to bed. We talked about it a ton uh, towards the end of the year, and we're really just going to say whether or not we're okay with the decision. Calvin Heimberg is your Player of the Year. That was announced a little bit before the new year. Um, and so there was a lot of different takes on who should be, who shouldn't be. There are really only two valid takes, but that's what we're going to jump into first. Josiah, are you okay with the fact that Calvin Heimberg is your 2023 player of the year? I mean, yeah, I, I can come to terms with it as much as I am a biased <laughs> fan of, of Isaac Robinson. Uh, and I really wanted it for him. I do think that Calvin deserved it, and he was consistently the best player. I mean, even if you look back at our pickums from the, the whole year, every yeah. week, you're having a better shot of picking Calvin first than you did Isaac. And it was always that debate of, like, do I pick Isaac because he could win, or do I pick Calvin because I know yeah. he's going to come in third <laughs> That's place? That's so true. And that, that was, was kind the of thought. the, like, it's like, which one do I want to pick first when you, when you pick the MPO winner? And so, um, or risk letting somebody else pick the other one. So I, I, to that regards, like, I understand that Calvin won. I think he was deserving of it. Um, I know there are arguments both ways, but it was clearly Calvin or Isaac. And so, I mean, I don't think anybody's going to remember yeah. that in a few years. And I think everybody's <laughs> going to remember Isaac winning two majors. But in that regards, I do, I do think he deserved it. I just wish there was a way to make the player of the year award a little bit more memorable. I don't know how That's they would true. do that, mm -hmm. but worlds and majors just seem way more memorable than being consistently true. good the whole year. So, um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know how else they could do that, but yeah, Kelvin yeah. deserves it. So not mad, but I, I do wish that Isaac won it. Does yeah, what he do you think, deserve Nick? it if Isaac won two? <laughs> no, no, yeah, I no, know. I get it. Uh, like you said, comes come to terms with it. I think that's just what we have to do. Um, Calvin was more consistent, but yes, I mean, two major championships is hard to overlook for Isaac, and I'm kind of a homer for Isaac. I'm an Isaac fan, so I'm sad to not see him win it. But um, I'm, I'm, I guess I'm, I'm okay. I'm okay with with Calvin getting it. So that's my short take. Also, I'm sorry yeah. that Reed's sick. I'm here. What's up, guys? <laughs> <laughs> sorry, Reed. Big L for Reed Big this L week. For Reed. Um, yeah. You probably got sick from me because I was super sick, got better. We filmed a video, and then he got super sick. So Dang. not my fault, but it could be my <laughs> fault. Um, the only argument that I've heard being brought up lately is if these seasons flipped, is Calvin Heimberg still winning? 
if Calvin Heimberg won two majors last year and Isaac Robinson had the same exact stats that Calvin Heimberg actually did, is Isaac going to win? And it, this is speculation, of course. We don't know. But I don't think so. I think it might be a hot take to say that. But I think that if Calvin would have won two majors, would have had Isaac's season last season, and Isaac would have had Calvin's, I think they would have given it to Calvin because it's his first major. Then he would get a second major. Speculation. I could be really wrong. Let us know in the comments who you think. Uh, if you're watching on YouTube, let us know in the comments who you think is actually the world champion uh, or the player of the year. Calvin 100% deserved this. He earned the absolute heck out of it. He played out of his mind every single week. Oh, yeah. um, but the wins, the worlds, the Champions Cup, man. Oh, my goodness. Uh, crazy season. And especially in MPO, you're just not going to see many two major seasons ever. Uh, anymore, anyways. So, yeah, I don't know. It's a hard pill to swallow, but I'm going to swallow it. Huge congratulations to Calvin. Well-deserved. Best player on the planet probably right now, if we're being honest. And if that's what player of the year is, who is the best disc golfer? It's true. It really was Calvin week in and week out. Uh, but Isaac eked out those crazy wins. <laughs> I don't know. It's what Josiah I don't know. said. We're putting it to bed. It's over. It's going to be memorable. <laughs> yeah. It's what Josiah said. It's going to be memorable. <laughs> 2024. Who's going to be the player of the year 2024? Kristen Tatar. And who else? <laughs> we talked know. about that last last podcast. <laughs> yes, we did. For our way too um, early pickums. <laughs> yeah, way too early pickums. Last podcast was a ton of fun. You guys I can will. go check that out. Um, <laughs> thank you, Nick, for our second thing. Pro Tour changes. We have a video out there that talks about a lot of the Pro Tour changes, uh, but things have changed, guys. It's crazy. No more Silver Series. First of all. Second of all, the West Coast Swing has swung it's gone there's no west coast swing there's truly west coast events there's three uh out of all of the events there's three true like west coasters which is crazy and second or third there's a ton of uh new european events that are not new but they're on the pro tour uh for the first time there's a huge influx of european events uh what are your thoughts on these big changes josiah no server series no west coast why is that and how do you feel about the influx of European tournaments? Um, so I'm happy to not see Silver Series anymore. I think it just made things confusing. It made those events feel kind of devalued, at least in most people's opinion. Yeah. The field was always weaker. A lot of people skipped it. And I like the idea of just making it, hey, there's one event. I do think it would be kind of cool if they did like a Silver Series events because it's going like... Disc golf is getting more popular. They're introducing the whole tour card thing, and it's going to get to a point where people aren't going to get tour cards that are very talented. So I think it would be cool if there yeah. was like a separate silver series of events that is kind of more geared towards people who don't have <laughs> tour cards. I think that would be cool. So those who are still like more than qualified to play above their local level, but still, but didn't get into the tour. Um, as far as the West Coast swing, I mean, it's all they're always the lowest strength of field, so I'm not surprised that we're seeing fewer events. I think that's the reason that they introduced Elite Plus events in the first place was kind of to make Portland an Elite Plus event so that people would try and go over there for a few weeks. But the distance in the West in between cities is insane, let alone just states in general. So I think the idea of people traveling, especially because most that's people true. travel out of their cars is just so far in between events. Like the other day I was talking to someone and I live near Denver 
and we realized that it's actually closer from Dallas, Texas to Atlanta, Georgia than it is from Dallas, Dallas to Denver. And that just that to me crazy. like kind of blew my yeah. mind that <laughs> where I came from to Dallas is closer than where I am now, even though I live what two states over. It's wild. Um, and it's just like that, but that's just how big the West is once you get west and you're you're not driving, you know, thirty minutes to a disc golf town and then thirty minutes to a disc golf town. Yeah. You're driving like three hours sometimes just to get in between courses and you're driving eight to ten hours minimum just to get to different pro tour events. And so I just think that all those people that are living out of their cars and traveling and they're trying to make a living doing something they love, it just becomes a little bit more difficult. Uh, and as far as the pro tour events, I really think that they should just be a separate tour. I am not opposed to trying to convince people to go over to Europe and do more events and things like that. And maybe like do a collab, maybe each way, you know, there's one tour in the, in Europe that's goes towards the pro tour standings, but there's also like some events in the U S that go towards a European pro tour. Um, but I think it's just kind of obnoxious, especially when they kind of overlap when it's, you're having to choose whether yeah, to stay at jumping super, around here. yeah, there's super important, like mo- notable events in the U S that if you're going to Europe, you're going to skip those, but you're still getting points for it. So who cares type of deal? Um, because you're going to get true. points either way. And so I think it's just going to weaken the field at both places. And so it's going to make it less competitive yeah. in that regard. So I've always liked the idea of saying, Hey, let's just take a break in the pro tour in the U S for, a month and have four big events in Europe. So everybody gets some time to travel and play competitively. Um, there are going to be people that can't afford it, but I, I don't really like the idea of having so many pro tour events in Europe that you can get points yeah. for. Not that I don't want people going to Europe. I love the idea of people traveling internationally. I just think it's taking away when you're making it overlap to a point. It's just going to weaken the field. Yeah, I tend to agree. It seems like I'm sure what they're trying to do is involve more of the European audience in the pro tour, maybe even give them opportunities for people who can't make it for the full U.S. tour to make it to the pro tour championship or stuff like that. Uh, But it is weird. At first, I was thinking, like, there's so many points up for grabs in Europe. If you're a player who can't afford to get out there, if you're not sponsored by one of these major companies but you are a player who's like in contention for the pro tour championship. You're going to have a hard time keeping up with points because there's yeah, so many events, but at the but same time you can get, they placed are higher in the U S yeah. if you look at this dynamic, Disc open is May 3rd through 5th. The next weekend, Copenhagen open Copenhagen open <laughs> is the next weekend. And then the following weekend is OTB. Yeah. So all it's the West like Coast. either Jeez. absolutely nobody from the U S is going to go to Copenhagen. Yep. Or, like, Copenhagen is going to pull away some people from OTB, and there's not going to be many people at OTB. Yeah. Um, It doesn't make any sense. Yeah. Same with Turku Open is the weekend before the Preserve, and the weekend after the Preserve is the Swedish Open. (laughs) So it's really cool. Maybe it won't affect it as much as I think, but I know nobody's bouncing back and forth between Europe and the U.S. every weekend. (laughs) I did not realize how much this bounces back and forth. Oh, yeah. Turku Open, Preserve, Swedish Open, Des Moines. Crocol Open, European Disc Golf Festival. There's two back to back, and then yeah. Ledgestone, Idlewild. Yeah, uh, Yo, yeah, it's play, gonna be tricky. Yeah, people who play the European Open are barely gonna make it back in time for Ledgestone. That's crazy. I didn't even think about that. That's so wild. Yeah. So man, 
Yeah, I'm um, even so less of a fan tough. now. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. So. I'm all for it. Like, the yeah. European courses are gorgeous. I love yeah. seeing them on the Pro Tour, but we have to plan it better. Yeah, <laughs> if they had, if they had put all four <laughs> European events that they have listed here back to back to back, I'd be all yeah. for it. If it was like, like a, hey, you travel Euro for swing. a week, you get a whole month there, and then you travel back, that's great. That's what the European players are doing to come over here. You know, yeah. they're coming here for three months, going home for a month, coming back here for three months, and then going it's home. True. I'm like, I think it's the least that we can do to go over there for a month to a month and a half if we can it afford it. You know, I know a lot of people Interesting can't, to see but, how it plays out. Yeah. So, what are your I'm, thoughts, Nick? What do you think? <laughs> yeah, well, you guys just pretty much covered everything. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I'll jump in with the casual disc golf perspective, disc golf yes, fan yes. perspective. Um, I would say I'm not super mad about the Silver Series. Um, I I tend to like to watch the ones that are a little bit bigger anyways. Um, and like when I look at the Silver Series events and I see only one or two names that are like super notable, I'm like, eh, I might not invest my whole weekend in watching this. I'll follow it, but I might not um, watch it. So I'm not super mad about that. And then as far as the West Coast, not surprised. Um, I do like the Portland Open. I think it is... Uh, I think it's a really cool course. Um, and yeah, like Josiah said as well, you guys, I mean, you guys covered everything. We were just talking about it being an elite plus and trying to get people to go out West. And then, yeah, the whole Europe thing that, that was brand new news to me hearing that it's going to go one week there and then one week back here. That literally makes no sense. And like you guys are saying, I don't understand how that's going to be affordable for every single player to be able to do that. Cause in reality, it's not going to probably happen. So I don't know. I'm interested to see how that plays out this year and how many players are going to go, going to be able to do that or just decide to stay, you know, in America or Europe. And then um, how that's going to affect, you know, the points and everything and how uh, everything's going to play out. So that's all I got. Yeah, it'll be interesting. It might it might also just give more European players opportunities to play big events. Um, So, yeah, that's a good thing. It'll just be a little weird to see. It's new. It's weird. Uh, the only three, those three true West Coast events are OTB Open, Portland Open, and Beaver State Fling, which are conveniently all back-to-back-to-back. Um, so maybe people will get out there. It's, oh, yeah. It's tough. Those are some of, like, I think people's favorite courses, too, on the entire tour. So mm-hmm. we'll have to see what they end up doing with West Coast, but it is so expensive. Uh, everything is more expensive. Travel is more expensive. Setup is more expensive. Renting out courses is more expensive. Uh, so unfortunately, West Coasters, I'm sorry, but uh, disc golf lives on the East Coast <laughs> right now. Uh, it's absolutely wild. Silver Series, I agree. Uh, I think they have a, they had a sort of place in experimenting with courses. It was kind of nice to be able to like, okay, we'll get a small look at this course, see how it does, see how people will like it, um, see if it can be a, a you know elite series next year but it's complicated it's i think all the changes are good for the sport including going to europe i think it'll be good for the sport in the long run if we can kind of figure it out keep adjusting keep getting better at it we'll see what it looks like this year um now we're going to talk about what we really want to talk about and that is all the off-season moves which are pretty much over everyone has announced where they are going we have some major contract signings I'm going to break it down for you guys, and we're going to talk about it. For those of you who are living under a rock, um, very recently we got the three big announcements. Um, Really, I mean, there were two giant announcements of two of the top four players in the world, top three players in the world. Um, Gannon Burr 
signed a three-year deal with Discmania. Eagle McMahon signs a five-year contract with MVP, which is wild. I really, really, really wish for the sake of the sport and also fans of the sport that they would say how much these contracts are. I understand people don't necessarily want people to know how much they make. It, it, It makes sense. But in the sports world, I think it, like... A five-year contract from MVP to Eagle McMahon, you know those are big numbers, and I would really prefer to see those. That's just a rant, a tangent. I uh, would really love to see those numbers because every time you see those, there's more kids, there's more pe- especially kids who are seeing that, knowing they can grow up and make a good living on disc golf. Uh, so, yeah, I wish we were announcing every single just like normal sports contracts. Um, but, you know, I digress. Alden Harris, two-year deal to Discmania. Those are some of the big three. Um, it's pretty awesome. We're going to talk about it. Uh, Chris Clemens got a one-year deal to Discraft. That's pretty new. Um, Silva Saarinen, one-year deal with uh, MVP. Tristan Tanner to DGA. Uh, that's pretty crazy. That's a cool little change up there. Chandler Fry to Thought Space. Thought Space is getting in the game. Um, and then there's a few other notable ones. Nothing too crazy. Emerson Keith signs a one-year deal with Innova. He's been bouncing all over the place now. Um, but yeah, that's, like I said, those are pretty much the big ones. If you ever want to, you can go to Disc Golf Ulti World. They have a whole list of all of these contracts. That's where we're getting our information from. Um, but we're going to talk about it. What do you guys think is the company that took the biggest W and which company has taken the biggest L this offseason. We're talking winners and losers. Which disc golf manufacturer, company, sponsor took the W this offseason? Josiah, what do you think? Um, It's really hard for me to not say MVP, honestly, because it yeah. doesn't really look <laughs> like they lost really many people, but they gained a notable name. And not only that, they gained it on a long longer contracts than what's known or more popular these That's days. True. I mean you're you're seeing all the one year extensions and the two year deals. Actually oh, yeah, there's it's ton. it's all one year extensions. Pretty much everything. It's all one year. And that's just where money is. So for the fact that Eagle can lock in a five year deal has to be good for MVP because it kind of lowers the risk, I think, for everybody. So they have Simon on a ten year deal, Eagle on a five year deal, and almost nobody there's only like three or four of the people that have five years or longer just in general. Yeah. And so I think that's just really huge for MVP. They didn't seem to lose anybody. Discmania obviously gained some great people. They lost some great people. Um, so I, I still think MVP seems to be coming out the winner on this. Uh, as far as losers, you see everybody seems to be le- leaving both Prodigy and Lone Star. Don't know what's up. That's with that. true. We can, just... yeah, we can talk the mass exodus from yeah. Lone Star recently. <laughs> yeah. That has been crazy. So employees, players, wild. Yeah. It's super, super odd. So not sure exactly what's going on. I mean, Lone Star I signed a few people. Um, I think the only prodigy extension I saw was Aiden Scott, and other than that, it doesn't seem to be like anybody's joining or like no it doesn't seem like either of those companies did any major announcements to try and keep or get anybody it just seems like everybody left now granted even outside of player movement there just was not a lot like excitement in the offseason i feel like can 
I mean, we know can gain you a lot of ground, a lot of money, oh, yeah. a lot of fans, and silence is what it seemed like from a few of these companies, especially oh. Lone Star and Prodigy. Oh yeah, no, absolutely. And so I, I don't know what's going on, but they, they both of them definitely seem to have lost a lot of people and not really gained many people. Yeah, I agree. Nick, what do you think? Winners and losers? Yeah. I think I want to say that Discmania actually has the W in the longer term. And I say that because, yes, they might not be getting longer contracts as opposed to, like, Eagles five-year. But, I mean, Alden is doing two-year. Gannon is doing three-year. And so looking at that, I'm like, well, you have, you know, these younger guys. Obviously, Gannon's super young and <coughs> and winning tournaments. And so I'm like, maybe in the, long, well, in the longer run, like, they're bringing these young guys in who aren't just signing one-year deals – Who's gonna follow them? Like who's up and coming yeah. next? Who oh, yeah. you know, who's coming That's into the scene true. next year? Who's the next Gannonberg? <laughs> who's gonna wanna go um there or follow them or like you know, so I'm not saying like Eagle and Simon are like on their way out the door. That's not the case at all. Um, but I am saying that like it's interesting to see the young guys kinda go over to Discmania. Whereas like Prodigy typically I felt like was like they're always getting the up and coming guys. So I don't know. I feel like maybe are we seeing this with with this mania or not? Um, yeah, I would. I would just have to also. I just said prodigy, but I don't know. I think they're kind of taking an L, not seeing anybody go in their direction. Everyone's just leaving. So, and then yeah, I mean MVP is yeah is still killing it with getting Eagle and Simon, and nobody's leaving there either. So yeah, I believe MVP will definitely take the biggest W in the short in the immediate return category because. Having Eagle and Simon back together mm-hmm. is absolutely wild. That's such a good move on their part, and I'm sure they made a just boatload of money off of oh, the Simon releases of last year, and they're going to continue mm-hmm. to do that. And Eagle is young, guys. I think yeah. we sometimes forget he how young. He's 25. Mm-hmm. So even with like injury, he has, he's got 10 years of prime Eagle McMahon left, realistically, of like really good Eagle McMahon yeah. uh maybe more than that if he takes care of himself. Eagle McMahon is young, and he's going to be around for a while. Um, and Simon is there for 10 years. And so it's like they, they have the dynamic duo who is who surpasses just being a professional disc golfer who's good at disc golf. Both of them have iconic personalities that everyone knows and loves. So short-term and long-term, that's probably a big W for them. It's hard not to. But I agree in that the potential that Discmania has right now is astronomical. This is the best thing that they could have done, in my opinion, was to go. They're basically doing what they did before, where they pick up Simon at a young age. He's a likable guy. He's really good. He makes funny videos. Eagle McMahon, same thing, young age, super good, makes funny videos. Um, And they have lovable personalities. They're... They they surpass just like you know your classic you're good at disc golf I'm gonna watch you because you're good that which helps because that means even when they're not good they're still gonna make money on disc sales so Alden Harris Gavin Babcock and Gannon Burr all three are with Discmania now it's the vlog squad they're in videos together <laughs> all the time people really do love these guys I think anyways we love these guys they're hilarious they're super fun yeah. to watch. They're all super, super young. They're younger than Eagle McMahon even, which is crazy. And who do you think is going to follow, whose contract extension is uh, up in one year's time? 
they're going to reunite the boys. They're going to bring back Isaac Robinson to the vlog squad, get him in on Discmania, and then they're going to have this they're going to their future is going to be limitless. The future potential of having Alden Harris, Isaac Robinson, Gavin Babcock, literally the the prodigy guys, except for with no offense to Prodigy, I love the people that we have worked with over there, but Discmania's marketing is next level. It's better than any other companies, uh, with the exception of maybe Discraft. It's a different style over Discraft. It's much more profe- professional, I feel like, and Discmania's is much more personal and uh, relatable. But Disc- Discmania's marketing and what they do to help elevate players is unreal. So I think Discmania is taking a big W here in acquiring the vlog squad. They're going to have so much content out there. And I think that these companies really like you cannot undersell the value of their potential on YouTube because yeah. like, listen, guys, Simon Lazat in 2020 or 2019 had maybe 50 K subs. He had mm. maybe 50,000 subscribers. He was very well known for his trick shots. He wasn't nobody. He was in Brody Smith videos while Brody Smith was still like, you know, up there in uh, YouTube viewership as far as like the general public goes. Um, but now he's Simon with only almost 200,000 subscribers and he's the million dollar man. He's selling insane discs. So I think the potential should not be overlooked in the YouTube and media space. I mean, that's why Kona Panis is making an unreal amount of money from her one contract. Um, so I think potentially really, really big W from D- Discmania. Like what a like you're losing Eagle and Simon, who are synonymous with Discmania. Uh, it's like it it would feel devastating, but I think this move is genius. I think it's awesome. Big W for them. Um, yeah, I don't know what else to say. Big W for them. Also, I, I kind of like Thought Space moves here, picking up a few sneaky picks. You just don't usually see them out there. But they signed Lucky Lawrenson to four years. That's crazy. I'm just going to throw that out there. Go <laughs> ahead and say what you were going to say, Josiah. Uh, I was just going to say, just to reiterate what you said about Discmania's marketing, I do think it's really good. And I think something <laughs> for me that was like, yeah, no, their marketing is really good. So I watched the... Uh, premiere video on YouTube of Alden yes. and one it was really good and it was basically just Gavin giving Alden a tour of all of the discs and anybody who's smart enough to know knows that Alden isn't probably going to throw half those discs <laughs> yeah. that were shown and yeah. I was like holy cow this is genius they're just literally walking through Discmania's lineup of discs Mm-hmm. And just basically telling people, this is what this disc does. This is like, and and they mentioned several times that it's really good for beginners. And I was like, you don't mention that unless it's a really good marketing tool to be like, yeah. hey, let's walk through all of their no, discs. No, it's true. And the other thing that was funny is before the premiere started, because I was there a few minutes early, I was reading all the chat. And I love YouTube chat so much. <laughs> it is the funniest thing ever. The and literally, there was this one... D- <laughs> it's true. There's this one dude who's just trying to, you know, be toxic on how bad Discmania is marketing it. And I'm like, you're here. I know. Yeah, you're in <laughs> Why are you saying their marketing is bad? Got him. <laughs> <laughs> but you're here. <laughs> so I thought that was like the icing on the cake for me of like, no, they're doing a great job with their marketing. That's it was great. so funny. That's hilarious. Yeah. I, I think Big W for Discmania and MVP, they're, they're both popping off. I saw a chart. 
that I think Discmania posted or Power Grip posted it, and it was like Power Grip's most famous uh, or best selling disc manufacturers in Europe. And Innova dropped way down, but they're still like number two. Innova used to be like not even on the chart compared to everyone else, but the number one selling one was Discmania now, which yeah. is crazy. Even with Simon and Eagle leaving, I mean, Simon left last year. They still had Eagle, but still, Eagle didn't play as much. So they're doing they're doing good things over there at Discmania. I'm very excited for them. Super cool guys over there. Um, we're gonna end with a little prediction game, a very miniature prediction game. There are two contracts up at the end of this year that I want to talk about, and we're going to see if we can guess it correctly. And if we do guess it correctly, um, you'll get a disc. I'm looking at my table full of discs, and I'm going to pick this Supreme Fugitive right here. Uh, Man, I want that Raptor, bro. You can't have the Raptor. I'm sorry. You missed the <laughs> other pick. There are two names. Isaac Robinson is the first name. We, he's probably leaving Prodigy. All of his friends are gone. <laughs> uh, but also, Prodigy, as much as I love Prodigy, like I mentioned, um, there's some cap there. And to bust through this ceiling that Prodigy has, like with your Discraft, your Innova, your Discmania even, um, I think Isaac has got to go so that he can make bank. Unless there's a chance that Prodigy, like he is a Georgia boy, Ezra is still there, Ezra Robinson. So they could say, like, we're going to double down. We're going to offer you the bag. We're going to try and keep you. Where do you guys think Isaac is going at the end of this year? I'll let Nick start this one. Dude, there's no question. He's going to Discmania. He's, mm. he's going to hang out with the, friend, with the friends and do the vlogs, and they're all be together. <laughs> I mean, we've, we've already said that. I mean, I think, yeah. I think he's going to Discmania. I mean, you do, you do raise a good point, though, with, with Ezra being there and being local grown because Prodigy is also I based I actually don't know about Ezra's contract. Is Ezra's contract almost up? I'm no actually idea. trying to find any information I don't see his on isn't that. on the list. I don't know. There's a chance his is up too. If both like, of them are up, I feel I like Ezra <laughs> would want Isaac to go and, and you know, do that though. Kind of go to the next level if you, like you said, or get the bag or whatever. I think, I feel yeah. like Ezra would be in favor of Isaac doing that, so... They, Prodigy would really have to throw him the bag to get him to say, I feel like. It's true. Josiah, what do you think? I don't know. Like, to be <laughs> honest, I like, I would love to see him join, um, whatchamacallit, Discmania. I would love Discmania. to see him join Discmania. Yeah. Um, but I wouldn't be surprised if, you know, at the end of the year, you know, somebody else is offering him a bag and Discmania yeah. is not because they, spent all of their Simon money on Alden and Gannon, you know? <laughs> Gannon, yeah. So like, I, I don't know, especially because we're seeing how like expensive it is to keep good players. And the fact that money kind of seems to be going yep. out that I just don't know where he could possibly go. So I, I, I see a lot of options. I honestly think it would be super cool for him to just not go with the vlog squad. Not because I don't want him to, but he's already going to be known there anyway that I, I think that is advantageous yeah. to any company regardless. I don't think it's yes. just advantageous to Discmania to have them all together. So, Can you imagine if he I goes agree. to MVP? <laughs> that would be insane. Dude, for I think some it's going to depend like, on this year. I'm like, Isaac's going to get a bag, 
at Innova Discs. <laughs> oh my <laughs> gosh. Please <laughs> don't like, do it. No, just kidding. All I'm saying is no, if, like Isaac, like if Isaac goes to Innova, you know they offered him money because you oh, know yeah. that while we don't yeah. know the details of the contracts, everybody in the vlog squad knows how much all of them are getting paid. Yeah. And so, <laughs> and so the, he knows what Alden and Gannon just got paid. And so if he isn't getting at least equal to what Gannon is getting, especially if he has a semi-similar if season, he has a similar year, yeah. then, you know, he's probably not going to want, he'll Here's probably go to happen. whoever can do it. Since Discraft likes a uh, world champions besides. Oh, I found M- out. Hang on, MVP hang on, hang on. Conrad. Oh, go for it. Uh, Ezra, Ezra's contract ends this year too. Ooh, interesting. They're yeah, both found, gone then. They're both I had, gone. I had to go two <laughs> years back in his Instagram to find it. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So, oh wow. So yeah. Um here, this is this was this yeah. is what I was gonna go, say. Go, go. The yep. Discraft got they got one year with Chris Clemens. They got uh they got one year with Andrew Fish. They're gonna get rid of some some of those guys and free up space for, for Isaac. <laughs> That's what's going on. Their their cap that space. That could very limited. well be. So is your prediction yeah. Discraft, Nick? Uh, or no, you said Discmania. Oh, no. You gotta I choose. choose it's for the Pickums game. I feel like I don't know. Yeah, Discmania, sure. <laughs> okay. And Josiah, what do you think? Uh I'm gonna I'm gonna go on a bone and say uh Innova Discs. Innova Discs. Yeah. That would be that would be the most out of pocket crazy prediction to come <laughs> <Yeah>. right <laughs> ever. But I'll respect the heck of it. I, I will have be it clipping this in next 4K year on YouTube. Yeah. <laughs> um Wow, yeah. I'm between he goes to Discmania and he stays at Prodigy. I think it depends on the year that he has. If he does well, if he even gets one Elite Series win this year, I think he's gone. I think somebody else is going to offer him more money than Prodigy. But if like if he wins even, like I said, one Elite Series and has a consistent year, I think his value is through the roof, and I think that Prodigy needs to keep him. If they want to like build up rapport with the competitive disc golf community and the fans of competitive disc golf and they want to see some of this money flowing i think they need legacy factor kind of like Discmania had with simon mm-hmm. i think they need to build up this collection of of isaac robinson discs and do them well and i think they should absolutely offer him more money than whoever else comes in and tries to take him i think yep. prodigy should do that i don't know if they will i don't know if they'll see the value and having the hometown boy stay the hometown boy uh, and mm. pay him for it. They focus on Kevin Jones for so long, who love yeah. Kevin Jones, but Kevin Jones has, I mean, not been performing. Uh, like, I personally at least have seen on social media and YouTube and even, like, in the competitive scene, if you're paying attention to Prodigy, you are watching Alden Harris you were watching Gannon Burr. You were watching even Ezra and Isaac, like even Ezra Robinson and Isaac Robinson, way more. You were paying way more attention to them than any other Prodigy player. Um, and I don't know why that is. Uh, Kevin Jones is still Kevin Jones is still very well known and has very good rapport throughout a lot of disc golf fandom. Um, but I feel like they need to invest in him. That being said, I think he I think he goes Discmania. I think Discmania still has cap space. Because I'm sure they're paying Gannon Burr very, very well. I'm sure they're paying Alden pretty darn well and Gavin pretty darn well. But I think not nearly as much as they were paying Simon and Eagle. Mm. So I think they still have cap space, if I'm being yeah. honest. They sign, I mean, they have Kyle Klein to an extension, but their Sky team is back down to two people. They have Kyle Klein and Gannon Burr. Their signature team 
is Alden, Casey White, Colton Montgomery, Ella Hansen, and Gavin Babcock. And that's, like, as far as touring pros go, that's pretty much it. They have Silas Schultz as well and Cynthia Ricciotti. But those are their big-name touring pros. I think they have a lot of cap space, and I think they're going to get Isaac. Yeah. That's my, yeah, I'm going to say Discmania as well. All right, one other name, and this one might be a bust. This might be a hot take. Uh, but just a contract that I saw that is up after two-year deal is Brody Smith. One Brody Smith. I just want to throw this idea out there that Brody Smith has been discraft like he bleeds discraft. He was discraft even before yeah. disc golf. But he's got to be seeing the hype and the money that other people are making when they leave their company like that. He has to be seeing this like multi-million dollar deal that Simon Lazat got and probably a multi-million dollar deal that Eagle got. And I'm wondering, after this year, does Brody Smith re-sign with this craft, continue that going? I mean, he's making bank and he might not even be in it for the money, but I see hype potential there of him leaving Discraft, causing a big stir, and making a ton of money dropping discs somewhere else. What do you guys think? What do you think, Josiah? Yeah, I don't think Brody goes anywhere. I don't think, think he Brody stays. goes anywhere? No. I think you're right. He lives and breathes Discraft. I think he's created a brand there. I don't think he goes anywhere. Um, and honestly, <laughs> I, I know that Brody is probably the most cocky person on tour. But... <laughs> I don't. I, I don't know, dude. Pretty cocky <laughs> there, dude there's some pretty cocky out there, but he's like most vocally like. But at the same time, like Brody knows he's not as good as some people. You know, he's cocky and he'll, he'll trash talk, but he knows that he probably can't back it up. Um, I mean, he was top thirty-two. That's true. Well, he can back it up with most people, but I mean, if he's trash talking <laughs> Calvin, you know, he knows that Calvin is. I don't think. Him. Yeah, like yeah, that. That that type Calvin. of deal. <laughs> um, yeah, but Calvin, like they did a. A practice round together and there's just a lot of banter going on and he's one of those yeah. people all that to say i don't think brody's in it for the million dollar contract i think he's in it for playing the sport and i think he genuinely wants to just be one of the best people playing and so i think yeah. he would rather stick with what he knows and what he's comfortable with and we all know he's selling discs so we know that discraft is gonna pay him to sell discs and so I think he's just going to stay with Discraft just because I think it might be harder for Brody to try and resell discs with a different company than it would be with Discraft. Like to, That's true. To like what start. do you think, Nick? Yeah, I totally see that. He's he's a Texas boy, right? He's a Florida boy originally. Oh, yeah. okay. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I, I had Texas. Is that Lone Star? <laughs> yeah. Yes, bro. Hey, that's what I was going to say, bro. I think, like, I don't know what's going on with Lone Star or whatever, but, like, they just, like, cleared house. Maybe Brody's going to come in there. I don't know if he's living in Texas or not. I, I thought he was a Texas boy. He is. He's living in Texas now. Okay, bro. He's but his gonna wife come in is there. a cheerleader for the Raiders, and he grew up in Florida. It's a whole thing, I guess. He, okay. he has three houses, one in, in Las Vegas, one in Dallas, and one in Virginia. Wild. I don't okay. know how I know that piece of information, but I do. I think you talked to him. I'm just, I'm just throwing, look, I'm just throwing the hypothetical out there. Lone Star has mm. got a lot going on this year. What if Brody Smith decides to just, like, come up under there and just revive the whole company? Yeah. I don't know. That would be pretty crazy. Um, I think that would be, like, his own company, I feel could. like, if he was to do yeah. something like that. 
Um, but yeah, I don't know. Josiah just made a really great case for him staying at this craft. <laughs> True. Um, yeah. Cause, What's your choice? What's your pick? You got to pick, dude. I'm gonna say that he's just gonna like stay in Texas and with his one Dallas house <laughs> and just like revive Lone Star. <laughs> nice. I like it. Going to Lone I Star. like it. Going What's more Star. wild, Brody to Lone Star or Isaac to <laughs> or Isaac, Definitely Brody to Lone Star. <laughs> That'd be amazing, though. The no, memes. he's not, dude. But, um, but imagine. Brody signs a 10-day ten, ten deal my conspiracy, with. <laughs> my conspiracy theory. Brody Smith loves this craft, loves being a discraft, makes a ton of money. But, I mean, he's got some beefs there. We know, like, him and Paul are probably a little cooled off by now, but. He, I think he knows he could fit in, maybe fit in better somewhere or be the main guy somewhere. I don't know if he wants that. I don't know if he cares for that. I know he sells a ton of it. So there's, there's two thought processes. Discraft, super safe, making a ton of money, incredible branding. Yeah, there's no real reason to leave, especially if they know the value that they have. They, won't, they might not let him go. They'll be like, whatever they're offering you, we'll offer you more. This is my possibility, my conspiracy theory. Uh, MVP makes bank this year. They're dropping a whole new line of discs for Simon Lazat. They're going to start dropping a whole new line for Eagle McMahon, and they make millions off of these discs. And they go to Brody Smith, and they say, hey, you are the next guy. Like, we want you to be our guy. We got Simon. We got Eagle. We have the biggest content creators. You will join and be the biggest content creator out of all three of them. And we're going to have the craziest. We're going to sell so many discs. You're going to make millions of dollars. We'll give you your own line of discs, which is something he does not really have at Discraft. I don't know if Discraft has the room for that. They have so many discs. Um, I don't know. They say, Brody Smith, we will give you your whole, like, you we can tell you the numbers on how many Simon Lazat pixels we sold. We can tell, and like, we'll give you that. I don't know. Wild. It it could happen. <laughs> Might not happen, but that's going to be my prediction. That's going to be my hot take. He goes, MVP continues this thing where they're going to sign one massive named player. Uh, they maybe drop a few players whose contracts are up, but I think they make millions. Maybe not millions. They make a ton of money off of Eagle McMahon and Simon Lazat. Maybe millions, honestly. I don't know. Yeah, they probably will. All the ins and outs, but probably millions. And they say, Brody, we're going big. We want you to be our guy. Bang. <laughs> I love that. There you have it. That's my thought. What do you think, Josiah? Um I I could see it happening, but I Brody's not the main guy at this craft. And yeah. I, mean, I, I mean big conspiracy theory also. And I just don't think he'll <laughs> go to another place just to be uh overshadowed by other people again, you know. And so I I, I don't I don't see it happening. It could, you know, I've been surprised already. Now, granted, we hear all these rumors where it's like, there's no way that's going to happen. And then a week later, we're like, actually, that's going to happen. Yeah. So I just think it generates so much hype when people leave. Yeah. And if they if MVP were to go to him and pitch him some of those numbers and say, like, this is what we got from Simon. And no, like Simon has a ton of following. Yeah. I don't know. He probably moves more plastic than anyone else. If we're being honest, he probably does. But there's a chance that Brody Smith low-key is like moving a lot moving a ton of because his popularity branches out of disc golf so i don't know how long is his contract currently it's over after this year yeah but was it was it was a two-year deal so i think what 
would shock me just as much or also generate just as much is if Brody gets like a five-year deal and stays with this crap. I think that would be just as shocking if people have like a long deal and they do some like, like kind of, I mean, we all knew that it would like that Kevin Jones was staying with prodigy, but his four year deal that he announced a couple of years ago, that generated hype at the time. True. And it did. And you're like, Oh yeah. Like Kevin Jones. And then we're like, that's funny because there are other people on the team that are better than him, but they didn't even know that (laughs) at the time. Um, Yeah. You know, that Isaac and Ezra and Alden and Gannon were all going to be better than Kevin Jones. Um, and, you know, they might have wanted to have reconsidered that deal looking back, <laughs> but it's they true. just didn't notice that. And so I think that generates hype just as much. But, yeah, right now it generally seems to be, like, super hype when people leave for other people. So I see it as a possibility, but I don't think it's going to happen. Yeah, I just think if there's one fandom out there that's going to support that it's going to be like the MVP fans. They're going crazy right now, and if you're MVP and you want to continue generating hype, you got to keep doing it. you got to keep yep. chasing the hype. <laughs> but I don't know. You guys let us know what you think. That is the show for this week. Thank you all so much for listening, for watching, and we will see you guys in the next one. Stay swanky. Stay swanky. Let's rank them. <laughs> <laughs>